Hello and welcome to the Saturday Night Talk Podcast. Woo! He is Chris Marler with what? What are you drinking? Is that Fat Fire? Tasted lava. Oh, that is good in a bottle, man. So much better on draft. Most, I think most of them are better on draft. Yeah, I agree. With that. Draft is always the, the preference. I don't know. Besides like, Bama players, am I right, brother? <sighs> took what? Third, uh, twenty-five seconds for for a Bama reference. This Bama yeah, podcast. Yeah. We have a birthday slash party themed edition of Casual Friday. I'm we, concerned. We already recorded Stump Marler. Um, mixed results. I think great questions, by the way. Thank you for yeah, really good questions this time. Awesome questions. Um, I I think Marler is going to be pushed in a, a different kind of way. I, we can say that. We can say that. Yeah, you guys need to keep the Vanderbilt questions going. I'll say that. I don't want to ruin the surprise for anybody, but I, I will say I will ruin one surprise. I, I'm disappointed that you and you'll find out the reasons why. But I missed a Bama question that I and I like was like, I I know it. This is the question. This is the answer, hands down. And I missed it, and I shouldn't have. And you'll find out why. Old age is getting the best of you. Apparently, you turned 34 this yeah. week. I turned 30 this week. So we decided, and you know what? Um, my wife came up with the idea because, like, all right, I'm gonna upset some people by saying this. Oh God. When. People start talking about May the Fourth, oh, like God. May the Fourth be with you. I am not a Star Wars guy, I and tried it comes to. so it comes the day after my birthday. I also tried to. I tried watching it at two different, very different points in my life. Couldn't do oh. it. When people say May the Fourth, it is like the biggest post-birthday buzzkill thing in the world. So my wife said, "What you should do, you guys should come come up with some sort of event on May Fourth." rebranded as like the SDS podcast birthday because yeah. it's in between our two birthdays, mine being the third, yours being the fifth. And then that dominates the cultural lexicon instead of May the 4th. So I tried to make up a new event on May the 4th that's this past Monday um, that was a cultural lexicon and it was the worst idea I've ever had. And it, so, I mean, it was on, it was on Twitter, but like that's, you know, that's all we're going to say mm-hmm. about that. That was not fun for me. No. But so I, I've always hated May the 4th because of the same reason. And like so, what I used to always do is we go like a baseball game. Like so, a lot of times, like May fifth, especially if it's like a like a Saturday. Like I didn't want to necessarily go spend that out with like a thousand different people, like at a, like a Mexican restaurant or like you know necessarily a baseball game. So we would go to Braves games the day before. They started bringing out May the Fourth be with you and people dressing up as Star Wars characters at uh, baseball games. I was like, what is anything sacred anymore? It's just the worst. I can't stand it. Not I tried to watch it on Monday, Monday night. I was like, oh, you know what? Let's do it. Let's. You know what? I, I owe it to my friends. That was the dumbest thing I've ever uttered in my entire life. You either love it or you hate it. And I, uh, both of us, we, we are not in that love it camp no. for sure. We have a lot of questions though. A lot of great fourth and wrong questions. We're going to go through a ton of these because they're, they're all like really good. Usually, yeah. usually I, I feel like I can pick out a few of them and be like, ah, I don't want to ask that one. I'm going to give everybody credit. Y'all in the Facebook group are crushing it because yeah. we're no longer getting the questions that we can easily brush past, which is, oh, you know, come up with this, this, this for every SEC program. Right. Y'all are learning how to ask us questions in the best way possible. <laughs> I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean that. So today we have some very good ones that are related to birthday parties or just parties in general, a subject that you, my friend, are very familiar with. I like to party. Marler, by the way, is rocking a haircut that looks like, uh, you know who you look like? I made the comparison before that it was Chris Bryant. It's a little bit more like Josh Donaldson, actually. Ooh, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a little That's bit fair. darker on the up top. But yeah. All right. 
first question. This one is going to come from Cameron Camp. I like this. Best birthday party you've attended that wasn't your own? You go first. No, you ask the question. Okay. You go first. All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. So, growing up where I did, suburbs of Chicago, there were, I was surrounded by a lot of Jewish people. The, okay. That neighborhood specifically has just a very big Jewish following. So, I went to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs when I was a kid, when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. So, I went to one, and the good news is like, you go to those parties, and I mean, I think parents would give them like a $20 check or something or an $18 check. That was the thing because yeah. it was some number in Hebrew or something like that. And one of the ones that I got to go to was held at the Shedd Aquarium. They rented out the entire Shedd Aquarium in downtown Chicago and had this like, you know, it's considered like, like a Jewish birthday party essentially. Yeah. And it was insane. I mean, to this day, it's like one of the coolest things I've ever been to where it's just, it's empty and it's nighttime. It was Saturday yeah. night. To rent out the Shedd Aquarium on a Saturday night in Chicago, I have no idea how much they dropped on Jonas, <laughs> Jonas Schwartz. Shout out to Jonas Schwartz. What's up, um, JS? He actually played tennis at Emory, ironically enough. Really? Yeah. Um, very small world. But um, it was insane. And it was something that I still remember. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's just like whales chilling there. Yeah. There's just like all these. all these. Wait, how old were you? You were like 13 then. I was 12 at the time. Okay. At the time. Yeah. That's but cool. a good age to be able to experience that when you think everything is kind of lame in middle school. And you're yeah. like, okay, if, if I'm actually able to have some sort of feeling about going, about like experiencing this, that's how I know this yeah. probably matters. But that that's was, that, cool. that tops the list for me. Uh, when I lived in the Bahamas, I got to go to Jamie Presley's birthday party. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So I, we. <laughs> Of all the words that you have said on right. this podcast, which is hundreds of thousands, I think we're into the millions at this point. Yeah, those words have never come out of your mouth. Yeah, so when I so when I lived down there, it was really cool because like I got to like like I was I was paying for school, and so I would go down there in like the summer and work like I don't know 50, 60 hours a week, and it was like not easy stuff. It was like, but I was like at this restaurant that was attached to this hotel on this block, which what is now Bahamar. Okay, which, which I, I hate Bahamar for several reasons, but one of the reasons, um, before before they turned it into Bahamar, which is like now like world famous, uh, it was just Cable Beach, right? And so we were, I worked at the, my parent or my aunt and uncle's restaurant they had for 20 years there called Cafe Johnny Canoe, and it was attached to this other hotel, like the Nassau Beach Hotel, and then two others, like a, a Wyndham and a Radisson. And I just got like linked up with, like we, we had like, the first year I was there, they were recording Into the Blue, so Paul Walker and Jessica Alba came in like every day. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. So I, I just you would you kind of like run into these like random people, and so this one night or one day, my my aunt was like, "Hey, do you want to come with me to this event?" And I was like, "What? Like, okay." Like she's like, you, "You'll be off work," and I was like, "I don't know. I probably need to work and make some money." And she's like, "No, no. It's it's, it's for like this. I don't know. I, I'm gonna say statesman, but I know that's not the right word. Okay. So it's like basically it was it was for somebody that was in politics there." And so we're talking about like Catalina wine mixer and that wedding from Wedding Crashers like wrapped into one. It was just nuts. Okay. So we get there and somehow we like, I bump into somebody and just start talking and they ended up being there because Jamie Presley was like filming a movie or something like that. And so she was having her birthday at the Atlantis and they were like, yeah, you should come. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I thought it was like, hey, come to Jamie Presley's birthday party. And it was like some club and like a bazillion people there. 
just Jamie Presley's birthday party. <laughs> we just hanging out. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, give, us, give us one detail about Jamie Presley. She's very hot. She's she was uh, she like she was she she felt like like fun girls you went to college with. Like she was like oh Ali just texted me so hope yikes yeah uh, she she was um, like outgoing and like. Like, I don't say one of the guys, because she wasn't, like, a guy at all, but she was... Just a cool so, girl? Yeah, she was just, like, fun to be around. Like, she was just, like, yeah, yeah, like, like didn't didn't give, like, a blank about a lot of stuff. It was just, she was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. If she wasn't, you probably wouldn't have been invited to a birthday party. Very good point. Very good point. <laughs> um, okay, my my question. Worst time... This is from Emory Picker. Worst time to have a birthday. I say mine sucks because it's between Christmas and New Year's. No one wants to do anything, and as a kid, I always get combo gifts. Uh, they were the same as everyone else. They just came with a birthday card alone with a Christmas card. Okay, I I like seasonally speaking when our birthdays are. Yeah, well, perfect. It's great. Um, from that from that perspective, it's it's fantastic. When you're in high school, elementary school, our birthdays couldn't couldn't be much better in my opinion. Yeah, my brother's birthday is September eighth, which in my opinion is like the worst because everybody's just getting started with school. Nobody's right. in a good mood yet. Brutal. But when I got to college, I realized that our birthdays sucked. sucked. <laughs> right at finals. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody is either studying for finals or right. then if you're like, oh, let's celebrate the weekend after, it's like, no, I'm already going home. Yeah. Terrible. I, it, it, I will say that mine always lined up. I didn't go home a lot. And, and I'd be there for a little while, especially with, like, with baseball. But like we, it would, it would suck in terms of it was also the weekend – like if it was during finals week, that sucked. But sometimes it would be right when graduation was. Like I remember my twenty first birthday, it was or maybe it was twenty two. I don't remember, but it was like right at graduation night and my birthday, and we had a blast. Those people did not have any inhibitions. So. That's the best way to do it. August would be really rough, I think. Too, I think like that. Yeah. Middle of August, but then then again, it's like you know, football's coming back at least. We got that, and people are gonna See, be excited for that. But it's different when you're in school, and that's that's your main focus of your your timeline of life. Yeah, I think summer. I always got bummed for people in the summer because it was like, for yeah. me at least, if we, you had like your school friends and you had like your summer friends, and it was like I don't want like well, we're not hanging out with y'all. <laughs> you had like these awkward parties where they would mix the two, and you're like, mm, I don't know. If I start talking in a British accent, just go with it, guys. I'm a little bit different now. So, um, yeah, but I would say my my best friend Jeff, I always talk about on here, his uh, his wife, her birthday is Christmas Eve, and that sucks. Mm, yeah, That's rough. That That's rough. I like... Uh, I think my wife has a, has a great birthday. The Ides of March, March 15th. Oh, okay. Right, March Madness. It's it can be her birthday has shown up on Selection Sunday. Well, what would have been Selection Sunday this past year, right? And then it has it was like a few years ago. But like baseball is just about to be starting. You've got the NCAA yeah. tournament. It's like it's a great time of year in the sports world. You're kind of on. You're hitting like the three quarters mark of the school year, so everybody's mm-hmm. feeling a little bit better about that. Weather can be a little bit nicer. Like March fifteenth, good. Right in, the, right in the sweet spot. All right, that was a good one, Emery. I like that question. Um, this one from Ryan Douglas. At what age should people stop having birthday parties? I answered this one already, and yeah, I'll, I'll say it again. When they're dead. I think the idea of a birthday party, it changes over the course of time, right? Like, if you are on an annual basis 
expected to do something where like you're going to this place and you're inviting this amount of people. I yeah. think that gets a little bit tiresome. I like the person who does that, the friend who does that, you're like, oh, I gotta get them a gift every single year, even though like, you know, I don't get me anything. Like, yeah, it's a fun yeah. time, but I'm not I'm not big on that. I have a friend who um who lives down here and they live like forty minutes away. And they have a bunch of people over and they order a bunch of food and it's a great time. I've yeah. gone to that birthday party like the last three years. It's awesome. It's just adults like hanging out and having right. fun. When he turned 30, it was, you know, a little bit more, you know, on the wild side in terms of, of right. drinking and stuff like that. But I like that concept. I have no problem with that. But when you make it when you make it an event that it's gotta be somewhere and you know, it's gotta be different every single year and you're kind of putting pressure on themes. people on the planet. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not crazy about that. So college, you get away with it. Through college, you want to do that. You want to pull that off, and then milestone type birthdays, or if you just yeah. want to have a bouncy house at your house and you know have a bunch of tacos and I will call never it a day. apologize for that. That was the best. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, yeah, like I think it's different. Like I remember, I remember writing this article a long time ago, like when it still wasn't like it's like 2013, and I was talking about how like th- this happens a lot in your 20s, and I think because you're like feeling out how to be an adult, but the birthday dinner where it was like. 20-something people come, and at that point, no one has, like, enough money. Yeah. At least the friends I had didn't have enough money. So they were like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just have, um, you know, we'll just, just chop it up. We'll just use my dad's credit card or whatever. Like, it was it was never like that. It was just, like, like you get to figure out how to split stuff and, like, all that. I don't, anyway, I just, I, I hated the idea of that. Um, I, like, birthday party is different than, like, celebrating your birthday, I guess. Very true. Very like, true. I had, um... I'm gonna say a bad word here in a second, so just brace yourself. But like, so this year, Allie killed it, and she made like uh, like a video with like some people like sitting like like hey, it was like like it was like very last minute. So she was like Jeff and like all my friends from like my like college like text thread, and so I was asking them afterwards, and I was like, yeah, I really appreciate that guy. So they're like, yeah, it wasn't our de- our idea at all. Just so we're clear, like they always <laughs> you know give me a hard time, and they were like, she originally she originally wanted to have uh, this verbatim from Jeff. He said, she originally wanted to have all of us drive down by your house and have a parade like we were eight years old. And I was like, <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, okay, well, I'm glad we didn't do that. Uh, but but I think that, like, there's a difference between having a birthday party and having an inconvenience. Like, that, that's, mm. that's like, if you're doing something fun, that's one thing. But if you're, like, the bouncy house and drinking and eating tacos was fun. Like, that was a great day. And then the, I think it was the Kentucky Derby they do, so we just drank all day. And then it was awesome. But, like, if you're, be like, hey, everyone has to be here at this time. We're doing this. Like, that's like, don't give me a chore. Surprise parties, like, nah, I'm not, re- I'm not really into those. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of depends. I don't like being scared. So, I mean. <laughs> um, okay, next one. This is a good one. What is your worst? We're going to have very different answers for this, Connor. Justin Lindsay said, what was the worst birthday experience ever? It doesn't have to be your own as long as you were involved somehow. I'm pretty sure one of my college roommates, we went out, was it his 21st? I think it was his 22nd that we went out for. And he just got like way too drunk, like way, way, way too drunk to the point where like he's outside of the bar, like passed out on the bench. And I'm like, I I started to to feel this guilt over me, like like this feeling of guilt came over me because like he, I was like with him like throughout, you know, the whole night and stuff. I'm like, how did I let him get this drunk? Like I'm thinking like my buddy is going to die. Like, he looked... Yeah, that's the opposite of, like, how you should feel. Like, usually people are, like, trying, like, let's make them throw up and or die. But not when you turn 22. When you turn 21, it's different. But, like, I felt really, really bad. And I was like, oh, my God. I I killed him. I killed him. Yeah. This is... His blood is on my hands. And I felt... 
by the end of the night, I, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened earlier in the night. Um, but by the end of the night, I just felt so guilty and so bad. And then he woke up the next day. He's like, yeah, like, I'm fine, man. What, what were you so worried about? I was like, well, you're passed out on a bench here, like yeah. basically unconscious. So forgive me for caring, man. Um, so my worst birthday experience. So I've told, I think I've told the story about the my 16th birthday when I was promised if I. Ooh, I've heard that. Yeah. If I had good grades and I moved out of my mom's house, which is a whole thing. This is not why I moved out of my mom's house, but it's a whole, whole manipulation thing we're not going to get into. But I was told by my dad that if I did on my 16th birthday, he was going to buy me a Cadillac CTS. Or like a Ford Mustang. And I remember coming home into my, into like driving home from school. It's May 3rd. My birthday's that Sunday. Fun fact, Georgia fans. Spent my, my birthday watching Bama, Georgia play baseball in Athens and went to the grill for my birthday. Hate Georgia, but spent my birthday there. So there's that. Um, but I remember coming into the parking lot, or the driveway, and there's a brand new Cadillac CTS in there. And I was like, oh my God. Like, <sighs> he actually did it. And... Like it's also it laid out all the reasons why he was going to do it. Like he's like, we're gonna have like extra income and blah blah blah, and and because we didn't have money for it, but I, I don't know, so I don't know why I believed it. But I remember sitting there and I was like freaking out, going inside screaming and hollering, sixteenth birthday, and like you have a car, a brand new car sitting in your driveway. It was like the most unfair thing ever. And so I I, I run and scream like, oh my god! Like he's like, what what what? And I was like, the Cadillac like CTS, you actually got me a car. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like. The promise you made, like, two years ago, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, no. No, our car's in the shop. That's the loaner for the weekend. We just have it for the weekend. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? And I was like, cool. So here are two more I'll give you. And this is this will be fun. I had, when I was 12, I got a new bat. I'm actually, I think I was 11. I was 11. I got a new bat for the season for baseball. It's a big deal. It's a big deal yeah. when you're younger to get that new bat because – that first time when you walk up with it, yeah. the confidence level, and baseball is such a mental sport, when you walk up to the box with a new bat, right. you're like, I'm going yard. First but, time. Well, and it wasn't, so it, I was playing in a very crappy league in Stone Mountain in DeKalb, and it was like, so like it, and it wasn't like the big barrel age yet. Like, it wasn't like a red line or anything like that. It was just okay. called like a black max. It was like a normal like like metal bat. My mom and stepdad, like I, I saved them for the last two gifts, opened theirs, and it was that bat. Save my dad's gift for last from him and my stepmom. Same exact bat. <laughs> and like, we, there was like a custody battle going on at the time that was like, it was just a whole bunch of stuff. And those of you that know me know like how most of that uh, it turns out and affected me. And I was like, this is awful. So I was like, I'll just keep both. And like, you got to return one. I was like, what the hell is happening right now? And then the bat was a symbol for yeah, your love and affection. It pretty much was, Connor. And there was a loose pebble. In the one my dad gave me. So and I didn't know which one he gave me, but I was like, I'm, I'm, I guess I'll take this one back. And I'll never forget, like, a look on his face. And it was like, so, and then the last one, the last terrible birthday I had, I was 22. So this is actually, yeah, my 22nd birthday. I went to New York. Um, and I mean, I was 20. I think I was 20. I went to New York. This girl that I had, like, been talking to, she was loaded and lived off Wall Street. So she was going to fly me up to, to um, fly me up to, New York for Red Sox Yankees game. Oh, I remember hearing this. Yeah, yeah, and she she bought plane tickets. She bought everything. I paid for everything. But at the time, I was like broke. I had like thirty nine dollars in my bank account because I was in college, and I just you know was like, so I go up there, and I'm, I remember coming home, and my dad had to, he had, um, so he had closed this real estate thing where he had like he had some land he didn't even know he owned that he ended up selling for twenty seven thousand dollars, so he got ten percent of it up front in cash. So he had twenty seven. One hundred dollar bills, 
laid out on the desk. I was like, hey, like on his desk at home. So I went to go say hey to him before I left. I was like, hey, do you mind? Can I get some extra? Can I get some money, Dad, for my birthday? He's like, yeah, yeah. And we leave the office where he has just told me about this real estate deal, and he's like, kind of bragging about it and showing me like he fanned out twenty seven hundred dollars. We leave the office to go get me money, and I was like, sir. Just pluck one of these right here. <laughs> and we went to the other room and he pulled out nine dollars and two of it was in quarters. I swear to God. And that's what he gave me to go to New York for the weekend. And I remember, I remember doing this joke on stage years later and he was there for it. And I was like, you know, it just worries me about him getting older because I know that time's gonna come where something's gonna be wrong. He's like, Hey, we need to go to the hospital. And I'm gonna have to say to him, I love you, you lived a great life, but I'm not driving to the hospital. Here's $9. Call a cab. Oh. <laughs> that was my big closer. So anyway, moving on. Next question, Con Air. Uncomfortable again. It's all over <laughs> Just, again. Yeah. All right. John Eric Diekman, um, what is the best present that you've received for your birthday? I think he meant to say best. The word yeah, it best just says, what is the present you received? <laughs> I, I, think, I think he meant best. The best would have been this year. Um, so oh, wow. Oh, set, Kind of a sad thing to accept, but um, my wife went above and beyond for my yeah. 30th. Above 30 and beyond, and yeah. So that was that was the backup plan. The original plan, and as I found out about, she was going to tell me on Thursday nights. So that would have been actually tonight, as we're recording this. It would have been tonight. She would have been like, yeah. "Hey, pack a bag. Um, we're going to Chicago tomorrow. We got an early flight. Oh, cool. Had an early flight." Going to Chicago, flying up to uh, Cubs Nationals game. All my buddies were going to be there. Oh. I was going to be staying with my, my one buddy who lives a block away from Wrigley Field. My best friend, I was at his wedding um, during Cupcake Week this past year. And three of my other buddies were going to surprise me and be there. And then, so we were going we to go out in Wrigleyville that night. Great time. If you've never been to Wrigleyville, fantastic area. Fantastic, yeah. Overpriced, but fantastic area to be. And uh, the next day, we were actually going to go, we are going to drive to, to my mom's house in the suburbs, and we were going to spend, um, my soon-to-be, uh, soon-to-be sister-in-law was having her wedding shower during the day. We were actually going to go uh, spend, my brother and I were going to go spend the day with my aunt and uncle. My brother was going to be there. That was going to be another surprise. He lives yeah. in Lexington. And so he was going to surprise us as well, and I was going to be able God to see dang. like all my family in this one like weekend, and then we're going to fly back on Sunday. My wife... Killed it, killed yeah. it, and and that would have been so awesome. So like, as everything's getting canceled and stuff, you know, baseball season's not gonna start. She's like, this sucks because it was gonna be such a surprise, all those yeah. different elements, and it would have been if I could draw up a birthday. Like that's it, that's it right there. And I mean, maybe we'll get to do it when I turn thirty-one or something like that. But it would have been so cool to be doing that like on my thirtieth. Yeah. It's, instead, what she did, and this still was. I mean, maybe my probably my favorite birthday that I've ever had. She's like, all right, so we can't do that. But I did get you 30 presents for your 30th birthday. That was birthday, pretty cool. Which I loved. I mean, and like some of the presents were, it wasn't like she was buying me like, you know, 30 things, like one of them's a TV and like this. Like, I mean, some of them were bigger than others. Some of the things were just like things I don't buy at the grocery store because they're, yeah. you know, a little bit more expensive, like really nice like beef jerky or something like that. That I just devoured in three yeah. days. So she got me like all my favorite things and stuff, and it, 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 it felt really good to know mm-hmm. that she went. I mean, just Dude, all out going, to be able to do that. Going, being able to even like attain 
30 different things. That, I don't know how she did it. it that's a, that's incredible. So I remember seeing that. I, I, I was like, should I show Allie this? Or is that going to be a fight? <laughs> because it was like, it was so, it was awesome, man. It was, it was a really cool gift. So like, hats off to your wife, man. That was, that was really cool from Lauren. Uh, that's it's just like, fun to be able to like open presents throughout the entire day. And yeah. that's what I did like throughout my entire birthday. And like still, you know, yeah. eating like the best, like all my favorite foods and stuff like that throughout the day. Steak and risotto at night. I mean, it was, it was great. It was great. We, um, yeah, we're, we're fancy, whatever. We had, so, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, too, because it's, like, like, Allie kills it on my birthday, and I, I, she had, like, the bouncy house is, like, tops. That's that all awesome. time. That yeah. was all time with the tacos and everything, because it was, like, like, I, I don't think you guys understand how much $300 worth of tacos is until you, like, see, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, a, the opposite. Remember that scene from Dodgeball, and they were, like, but you never seen what fifty thousand dollars looks like, and he 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 opens the briefcase and it's like a stack of money, just like one stack. Yeah, it was like the opposite of that. It's like there's I, I ate tacos <laughs> for like probably the first half week of my thirties, like or thirty second birthday, I guess. But so that was one of them. When I was twelve, my stepdad absolutely killed this. We did laser tag at Qzar. And Everybody's got to have that one laser tag birthday. Dude, yeah, it was so. So we did. We I remember like. I was like still in private school at the time. Yeah, I think it was my sixth birthday, or sixth grade birthday, and the whole thing was like we're gonna save all night. It was when Surge had just come out, Ooh. so we were just gonna be up and we were just gonna be like hanging out and like we didn't, I didn't have a video game system. I don't know what we could have been doing, but it was like we went, we got home, and we get home. I forgot like who drove us home, but he had already set up. There's like two. There was there was four cases of, of soda. Like there was like four twenty four racks. That's of soda. Of Surge? That's like... No, no, not just Surge, to... but like everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like just like, because better. we had like 12 kids or something like that over there. So it was like, we drive me home, and everyone knew what the plan was, like we were, besides me. And so like, we get there, and he had two massive coolers set up that he had already filled with water balloons. And we just oh, went, like, had this good. massive water balloon fight around the neighborhood. And then um, Nick Haddad cried, shout out to Nick Haddad. Uh, and then it just I remember we played. We, I remember we we went to go play laser tag, and I had only asked for money that year. I was like, I want money or baseball cards. That's it. <laughs> and so they like there was like basketball cards. That's when I got all those like Fleer cards. Oh yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Um, God, that one in New York was pretty great. That was pretty awesome too. Uh, and I feel like there's one I was missing. I don't know. But that was those were those were pretty. Oh, I tell you what. In when I turned 27, Jason King, a buddy of mine. He took me to the Braves game the day after. And I was like real hungover. I was like, I don't want to do anything. He's like, hey, I got you a present. I'm sorry I'm a day late. Do you want to go to the Braves game tonight? And I was like, not really. I want to lay on my couch and cry. And mm-hmm. he was like, why don't why don't you come to the, like, the Braves game? It's going to be me, you, Kyle Price, and I forgot the other one. And he's like, we're going to the game. We got tickets in the SunTrust tickets. Like SunTrust level. And it's like, so it's like right behind, right behind home plate. We were the front row behind home plate. And it was like that. It was like angels in the outfield, and they just kept saying, "I don't have nachos," because <laughs> they would bring you stuff that you didn't need. So it's like every. It's like, sir, do you guys need anything? Everything was free. I remember trying to like tip a guy, and he's like, "It's not like that." Like he, you no. could obviously tell that I had never been there. And and I, I've said this, and I will say this to the day I die. They, like every single inning, they were like, "You guys need anything?" We're like, "Hot dogs, beer." They don't cut you off. Like they don't end it after the seventh inning. Like, so like, the seventh inning, we're like. Two Bud Lights apiece, so we need eight total Bud Lights. And they're like, we don't cut you guys off. We're like, no, no, we know. Yeah, that's fine. Just bring them anyway, though. So we, there was like a 
several inches worth of trash below our feet by the end of the night because we had just eaten and drank all this different stuff. And I'll never forget, I, I, I literally played on that field my junior year of high school. We played Lasseter at Turner Field on Turner Field. The SunTrust tickets were cooler <laughs> than actually playing on the actual field. It was awesome. Yeah, you get the scope. You can see everything. It's different. Yeah. yeah. Dang, that was, that's really good. It's always good to get invited to... Uh, like a baseball game right around the time of our birthdays, yeah. especially too. I've had too when somebody hot. gives me, uh, uh, yeah, not not too hot, like early May. Yeah, got Cubs Cardinals tickets one time that were like, like ten or fifteen rows up on oh, my birthday nice. from a friend in college. I was like, this is all right. This this is living. You you know, way to a man's heart. That that's it right there. I remember saying to the person, I I was like, uh, how much is like a vodka? I was like, what's a premium vodka do you guys have? Because like I was still bartending at the time, and I remember asking. Which is like just sounds so white trash. I was like, how much is it? And they were like, it's not like that. You can just have it. And and I, I pulled out that twenty dollar bill to tip him the tip because we don't accept tips. It's not like that. And he said it in like the most like condescending way. And I go, so everything's free and you're not accepting any money. And he goes, yeah. And I look at him. I was like, you up. You, this is a mistake. You should have never let me in here. That's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're up. Uh, this one's from uh, Andrew. I apologize. I'm going to butcher your last name. Andrew DiGiacomo? Did I yeah, get that? Yeah, there you go. I like it. Uh, worst theme for a college party or best theme for a college party? We could have very different answers here. Yeah. Okay, so if we're going basic toga, yeah. toga done right is still very fun. It's still very fun. Now... You can go wrong, and I've been to bad yeah. toga parties before. But I, some of the best parties that I went to in college, when everybody's into it, everybody's fully on board, and it's not just like a few people wearing togas and like, yeah. I mean, you, you're gonna play shout, you're gonna do all that typical stuff. Like, I get that. Yeah. But I toga done right is very good. Is it the best? Probably not. The whiteout parties back in the day. <laughs> keep in mind that, like, all right, if this happens now, 2020, you know, a little bit different. But like 2009, 2010, those whiteout parties were, they were a good time. They were really you good You know what, like everyone dresses up in white? Yeah, and you got like the highlighters and stuff like that too. Uh, like drawing people's shirts and stuff, yeah. Uh, we, so, I like the whiteout party I went to that one I've told you about with my buddies that won, won like half a million dollars in the World Series of Poker when we were all 21, which is like the worst thing you can give to somebody. Yep. Like, here's half a million dollars, go back to college. Like... The whiteout party we had the weekend of the blackout game. I just that's when I got in somebody else's car and I was like, "Let's go, guys! It's time to go." And they're like, "Chris, it's not our effing car. Get out! Like, stop." <laughs> um, no, I agree with both of those. I so I, I well, I disagree with the toga thing. I hate the toga thing. So that's your worst. That's my worst because I, it, I, I, I just I never got that. it. It did. I don't understand. I never. I never got like what. Like I was in great shape in college. It's like we're gonna just take our shirts off. Like, let's just do. Let's just have a pool party. Like what are we doing? So, but the the thing, the one that I hated the most, the one that I thought could go like the like, um, could could go the worst, the quickest, was Halloween parties because, and if, like fr- I, I wasn't in a frat, I just you know like made friends and didn't have to play, pay like a monthly fee for it. By the way, that'd be the most surprising thing ever if, if somebody asked us that question was which one of you two was was Greek in college? Yeah, and, and it was me. Yeah, I, I just, I well, no offense, because I'm not saying it, like, I, if I went to a bigger school, I maybe would have, but since we played baseball, like, I just, we didn't yeah, do that. Yeah, it's a group it, of friends, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, when we had, when we had, 
like the college I went to in, in Milledgeville, there's four fraternities and four sororities. Yeah. And there's like 6,000 people. It's just like, if you can't make friends, like just, I mean, what do you, like, come on. So, but I remember going to these parties and, and especially like, no offense guys, the Pike parties we went to, were you a Pike? You were in a Pike. No, Pike was kicked off campus while I was there. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, the Pike parties where we went, it was like, everyone was like, like everyone had, well, that, that fraternity does this, and this fraternity does that. Their whole like stereotype was like they're just meatheads that were just like we're Pike, we're Pike, and just like just kind of, like the, all they did was work out. And so then when we'd party, they would all there would always be a fight, just always be a fight, always be excessive drinking to where it was like it wasn't fun, and it just made no sense to me. I just didn't get like it was like, I mean I've, I've done a lot of stupid stuff when I've been drunk and I've, I've gotten into fights, but it was like why that's like what they wanted to do. Anyway, Who doesn't want to do that? I, anybody not living in the Jersey Shore. Um, let me see here. <laughs> Robert Healy the third says, how was your first hangover? Ooh. <laughs> college, college was my first. Cause I, I was the kid who in high school and this won't come as a surprise now, but it would come as a surprise if you knew me freshman, sophomore, junior year of college. I was the kid in high school who was like, why am I going to drink in high school and mess up sports? That yeah. sounds like a really dumb idea when my parents would bust me in two seconds for doing anything like that. Right. And like, what like, what do I need to do that for at this point in my life? Like, I just, I did not understand the appeal in high school at all. Because it's like, if you have a party, it's going to get busted in two seconds anyways. Like, the downside for me yeah. of that was like so much greater than what the upside was. So, I waited until college and I remember probably, yeah, I mean, first, first week of college was, first week of college was every single night going out. And just not sustainable at all. But I didn't have like a, I didn't have like a bad hangover until like one of my buddies came one time and we like we got after it. I mean it was yeah, (laughs) that's a good way to put it. I I woke up the next day. I woke up the next day and I remember crawling to an Indiana football game. One of like the eight that I went there as a fan. I think my entire time in college, and it was was rough. Here's the dog. It was rough, but I it, like I've had I've had I had much worse like throughout that that freshman year like when the ones that knock you out where it's one o'clock and you're like oh I was supposed God. to have a class at one thirty and it's not happening today those are the ones you won't forget. I so the I didn't drink I had the same way in high school I didn't break curfew I didn't do the only thing I, I literally ever did wrong in high school I broke curfew after I'd already graduated so like the summer after I was already eighteen and I was like forty nine minutes late. And I was like, I didn't drink, I didn't do anything. I, I was like, just like a, a poacher. So, it's so stupid that so many people yeah, do that. Like, I would watch people get like it. codes and stuff. I'm like, what? Like, what? Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you ruining this right it now? It never made any sense to me either. And it was like, there's like, so Parkview actually got busted for this two years after me, where they had they were on like I don't know if it was national news, but I know it was definitely local news, where they had a massive like multiple keg party at someone's house and the parents were there allowing it, like promoting it. Ah, those parents. And it was like, and then they, they, they couldn't have looked more ignorant on the actual news. They were like, it doesn't matter. They were drunk and they were like, it doesn't matter. We're supervising it. And I was like, no, these kids are like 14 years old. Like you gotta stop. Yeah, um, so I remember like my first thing ever, I think was my, was, oh, it was a uh, 80, pie, 80 pie formal right before my birthday, my freshman year. And I got drunk off of, I didn't know anything about, about alcohol. So the only thing I knew about alcohol at the time was that my granddad drank um, screwdrivers. So I, I just knew the word screwdriver, and I was like, I'll do screwdriver. And and so I was, like, drinking vodka orange juice all night, and so so much sugar. 
But it wasn't even that bad because I didn't have that many to get drunk. I just was... The worst hangover I ever had was we went down to Columbus, Georgia for a Travis Tritt Diamond Rio concert that I was kindly asked to leave because of something I yelled at Diamond Rio. And then we were like... Also didn't know it was like a benefit concert. So we all dressed up like a-holes. And we were like... We were in like wrestling shirts and like cutoff shirts and like just it was ridiculous. But I remember the first night we went out, we had a nine a.m. tea time the next day, and I didn't get out of bed until four thirty p.m. when they came home. And I just the whole morning I was just going back and forth in the bathroom, like throwing up, and then scooping out ice water from the cooler and like with like a cup and drinking it and going back into bed. And I didn't realize that that was gross until like they came home like have you not been just going to the bathroom and getting water? And I was like, no, I've just been scooping it out of here. And they're like. Chris, all of our hands were in that. Everyone's hands. And I was like, uh, hindsight, it was a bad idea. Please stop yelling. Not very COVID friendly. No. Let's do one more piece. We'll close it out. All right, let's do, um, how about, what age, this is from Michael Dark. Uh, Darky, sorry if the E is silent. Not sure on that one. Uh, what age is considered old? Like Connor, I turned 30 during quarantine. Shout out, fellow 30-year-old. Uh, I, I immediately felt the urge to email my HOA about people not cutting their grass in a timely manner. First of all, your boy will come cut your grass. Yeah, you love I, cutting grass. I, I love cutting grass. I'm, I'm a big mow guy. When I get a lawn, that's going to be priority number one in the household. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> so overrated. Yeah. That's a different discussion for a different time. Yeah, sure. Um Old age is when physically you cannot do certain things that are very average, normal, and you have to plan for it. Like even playing softball, which in yeah. my opinion, playing softball, like pretty run-of-the-mill thing, would never think anything yeah. of it when you're like, stretch. you know, yeah, 20, 21 years old. Like I got to stretch doing that now, but if I had a moment where I'm like, I can't play softball today, I ache too much. That's when I know I've yeah. officially reached old age. And I haven't reached that yet, thankfully. But it's coming. So I think it's that question is different for everybody. It's more based on how you feel than, you know, what a certain number or certain milestone birthday is when yeah. you, know, you turn 30 and you don't want to call yourself old. I, I've hurt myself playing softball multiple times. Um, so I, I know I'm already old. I think it's when you, like, when you, like, willingly stop doing what time is it 39 okay when, when you willingly stop doing stupid when, when you're like okay you know what i don't need to get drunk on a tuesday or i don't need to not like like i don't want to go out with my buddies i'd rather hang out like at home and watch like a movie or go like cook for myself or like hang out with like bay like i, I don't well you've been doing that most of your life i was gonna like, say i just <laughs> i got old when i was 22 man for, I mean, well i mean yeah, yeah like for me for me like I mean, we're obviously very different, but like, I like me and Allie would look at each other. And I'm like, God, we are so old. Like, we'll just we'll just order in, you know, we'll order food in. We'll hang out with the dog. We'll watch TV, and like that's it. Like, that's a great a night. It's a great night, man. Really, like I think also for me, it's like I don't. I wouldn't suggest living the style of life I've I was living for most of the years that I was doing it. So I mean, I think it's a little bit different. I I think we HOA sounds like such a, a ridiculously funny word in general um yeah when you when you start when you start doing stuff like that like you got a chore chart i mean that's you know that's old it's domesticated bliss yeah I that's think a good that's, way to put it 
That's that's when you realize you're old. I realized I was old the other day when I threw out that tweet about being excited to mow my friend's lawn here. Yeah. Willingly. I mean, just like, I, I just like to mow. And I've been, I am essentially the waiter at a nice restaurant who, your glass, is it's full of water. It's full. But if I see that you take a sip, I'm coming by and I'm making sure that you get all the water filled to the top. That's me. You would have been with, a fantastic waiter at Houston's, man. I mean, that's, that's what we had to do all the time. Uh, no, no, I did not say that I had that passion for waiting tables. Well, yeah, I had that I, passion I for mowing you need lots. to have the passion. I'm just saying you would have been fantastic at it. Um, so, I, so I would say no one has a passion for waiting tables. Um, I, I, so, okay, last question. And I want to give I want to give Michaela Crabtree a shout out here because she's one of the best people in the group. She's constantly uh, like posting stuff and, and, and having like, fun, in-depth discussion about stuff. But she said, how did y'all celebrate your 21st birthday? I want to get to that in a second, okay? The one I want to also give a shout-out to real quick is Jacob Lee Mahaffey said something that I think is so underrated and perfect. He said, "What? how cringeworthy is sitting through the birthday song on a scale from Gary's On Balance Lane to <laughs> Musburger obsessing over Catherine Webb McCarran? So, and why I think that's funny is this. Like that, the birthday song is weird, and so I love. There's no, I love Patty Sue to death. She's the best thing that ever I've ever had in my life. She's a fantastic person. She's done a million things for me. Every year at six a.m. when I was born, which I, every year at six a.m. she she calls and sings Happy Birthday, and it's my favorite thing. Okay, but she does it and includes extra verses, and that is, I'm like. We talking Bible verses. We We're talking, talking different may the verses. good Lord bless you. Oh, may, yep. And I'm like, I, mom, I got it. Like, and she, she's been doing this forever. And so I was like, thank you so much. And so, so it's like, but it is kind of always awkward. It's like, you don't have to do it. We're like, if, you, if it's like in public, you talking about like a birthday song from a restaurant. Kill me. I would, I that can't, can't do it. Every person who has ever said the cha-cha-cha line in the middle of happy birthday... What is that has, I don't know happy that. Happy birthday to you, cha-cha-cha. I've never heard that. Never heard that before? No. Okay, so somebody's heard that that is listening to this and they yeah. know what I'm talking about. Any person who has ever said that or done the, the continuation of it after has been, I'm trying to... I'm trying to um, move past the awkwardness of happy birthday and add some humor to diffuse this. That's fair. Because it is a straight up awkward song, and no it matter is. no matter what group you are with, it doesn't even matter. Even when like all you know, my wife and I like before we cut into our birthday cake or something like that, we we do like a quick version where we run through it. Both of us like want to be done with it. Yeah, obviously, like you don't want to continue with Happy Birthday, the but birthday it, for whatever like reason, DMV. we need a rebranding. We need a new birthday song. Somebody drop, uh, and maybe it's Drake. Maybe maybe it's Country. Maybe Chris Stapleton. Maybe Chris Stapleton can drop a little bit of happy birthday blues type of type of song to be able to just get everybody on board with something that isn't cringeworthy because yeah. Jacob, you're right, man. It is cringeworthy. We just accept it. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, all right, so this is the last one of the day here, and that is 21st birthday. This is going to surprise you because my 21st birthday, I feel like, is actually going to be way more tame than yours was. And I'll start by saying my 21st birthday, We I remember uh, these two girls, super nice, um, made a cake, like a cookie cake, which is my favorite. Um, Love cookie cake. Shout out to Pod Mod Squad, sent me a cookie cake. You guys are the best. That was awesome. But it's it said, happy Cinco de Marler on it. 
And then they put on the candles, they put, they made each candle a little Dr. Pepper can because I love Dr. Pepper. And I wasn't a huge drinker at the time. So that was pretty awesome. And then we went to OAR, which was at the time my favorite band. And I hate to admit that now um, because they are, the lead singer is just so much. He's just so much to ever watch. He's a lot to deal with. But we went and saw OAR at Davidson College. Right in 2007, so when Curry was still there, um, which I thought was kind of cool. But we were front row and saw drove like drove up there. It was like a, I don't know, six hour drive, seven hour drive. Um, watched them front row with the Roots, and the Roots put on a two and a half hour show before OAR even started, which is like the Roots is like the band's on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, or no Jimmy Fallon, and. It was awesome. It was just like one giant party. But then we, I remember we ended up going out after that and we had, we had time for like one drink because everything was closing because it was so late. And I remember going in to some bar in Davidson, North Carolina, and they didn't even ID me. And I was That's so effing mad. That's the worst. Yeah. And we just, and we ended up driving home that night and then went out the next day. But it was, uh, that was, that was a memorable birthday. Oh, and I caught like a pick and the set list from, oh. from OAR. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Very cool. We'll, yeah. we'll keepsake for you. Um, my 21st birthday, like I said, the timing, it sucked. It yeah. sucked because everybody's just getting ready for finals week. I didn't go out to the bars that night. I didn't. I went out after. I didn't have anybody that I, that everybody's like, I'm studying right now. And looking back on it, you know, true ride or die friends would have been like, yeah, know, what the hell, dude? You're going 21st. For it. I had people that were willing to stay in and drink with, with, with me because I lived with four guys in my house who were also younger as well. So that was part of it, too. Where they were, like, oh. there was one of my buddies was my age, but he was like almost a full year younger. He skipped a grade when he was younger, um, so he like was still twenty at the time. Yeah. And then I had three other roommates, two of which were, uh, two of which were sophomores at the time, so they were nineteen twenty, and then one of which, yeah, and then one other one was a sophomore too. So everybody was younger in my house, and I lived in a in a house with four of my fraternity brothers. But they were all younger, so like they couldn't go. And getting everybody out, like a bunch of other people to want to go at that time when it's just like it's right before finals. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to justify that. I think like people had finals the next day or something. So I was like, yeah. well, this sucks. So I ended up not going out until like that Thursday of that week. And then like had fun that week when I when I was able to go out to the bars. And then like my parents, like when I when I got back home, you know, for for the summer and stuff, like my parents took me out and whatnot. But um at the time, um, Lauren, who's now my wife, was like, we weren't dating yet or anything. Yeah. And she was like, hey, I need to still buy you that birthday drink. And that was her way of like flirting with me. Yeah, that's nice. And getting me to come out to the bar. So like, it ended up working out pretty good. And I probably yeah. should have just gone out with her that night. And I don't know why I didn't, because I'm an idiot, but. <laughs> it all worked out. It all worked um, out, but it was fun. If she would have had 21 birthday gifts for you that night, that would have been like, Ooh. honestly, you know, it may have been a little bit, a little bit too much. I feel like, you know, at the yeah. time, like, okay, yeah, coming out strong. Yeah. School's crazy. <laughs> She's like being like the nicest person ever. No, that's funny. It's, I think um, the 21st birthday is always so weird too. Cause like, like it's, it's, it's such a good point. I forgot if you have friends that are younger than you going out and it's probably way more for you than it was for me in a small town like I was in. But going out when you're under 21, it, it used to be like the biggest deal in the world. Like, well, how am I going to get drinks? Like, yep. how am I going to get drunk? Before? Who's going to buy stuff? Is my fake ID going to work? I never had a fake ID. But it was just like, depending on other people, to do that was always the worst. And I just, I'm so glad that the self checkout line at Kroger, they didn't ID us and we would just 
steal so much beer. So it was perfect. It was perfect. You didn't pay for it. So I, I think I've said this before, but we did. And you guys can still do this. I, you know, I'm not advocating it, but you definitely can. I've, I've done Jeez. it. I did it as an adult, not like not anytime recent. But like, um, if you take the, <laughs> so if, you, if you, the way Bud Light cans are, if if you ring up a single beer, it counts as a six pack. So we would get a 24 rack of beers, like all we all would, and rip off the top part, like the handle, roll over the the beer to where it had the barcode on it, and then swipe it that way, and it would ring up as a 6.99 for a six pack, and we would so- just get. 18 beers for free. <laughs> Somebody did that by accident one time. They were like, holy crap, look what I yeah. just figured out. I don't know. My friends were pretty big degenerates. They, they did a lot of stuff. So they, they you know, anyway. But yeah, that's that's a good birthday episode. That's good stuff. That was good. Thank you. Uh, uh, that was Michaela and Crabtree, by the yeah. way, on that last question. Uh, the, how to celebrate the 21st. Just don't take it too too seriously. Like, if people can go out, it's great. But you're 21 now. Like, you can go yeah. out anytime you want. Don't feel like you have to black out that specific night. I know that's like black the... Black out, guys. I know that's like the PG kind of thing to say, but... You but you know, also don't have that it. many days when you're allowed to black out after that. That's Because most, most people graduate college shortly after that. I still had three more birthdays to celebrate, so... There you go. That. Yeah. This was fun. Maybe next week for Casual Friday, if you can slide in the DMs, you know, talk to a certain famous quarterback who went to your new favorite school, Vandy. Uh, that'd be great. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun. But uh, we'll set that up. Hopefully, everybody is going to enjoy it just a bit more. So let's kick it to the favorite game show of everybody who listens to this podcast, Stump Marler. All right. It is time for America's favorite game. It is Stump Marler. Marler, today's questions are going to be... Oh, by the way, my bad. (laughs) I was just going to go right into the questions. We got Jay Woody on the line. Jay, how's it going, man? Going very good, man. Going very good. Just waiting to uh, see if Marler gets another piece of me or if I finally get a hold of him a couple times here. Yeah. You know, I I think we got to do, we got to build him up a little bit. So Marler's going to crush it. He's going to be fine. No (laughs) doubt that he's got all these questions. Uh, I, I think that we're we're in for a pretty successful week for of stump Marler in terms you guys, of you know, high you guys percentage. talk. We'll, we'll just make sure. Let me start. Make sure I, I write down the the times here at fifty five seconds. You guys talk all the <laughs> you want because I've seen all of it. I've seen all all the comments that you guys are making on on, uh, on in the podcast group on uh, on Facebook, and you guys are patting yourselves on the back, already making memes about it, which I love the enthusiasm. But let's not forget. That I also am still killing it, and the fact that I was able to list off on accident six of the nine—very nice—SEC uh, championship game MVPs after I gave you the actual scores of each one. I mean, come on, grow up, guys, grow up. I'm killing it. Let's do this. I can't All wait. Right. All right, unanimous All Americans. Getting a little under under skin, man. Here we go. No, just you know, you just give credit where credit's due, guys. It's fine. All right, let's, All right. let's go Marler. for it. Today's questions, um, they're going to be related to SEC Unanimous All-Americans. I'm going to repeat that not just for you, but for the listeners. SEC Unanimous All-Americans. And to make it a little bit more fair this week, we decided to keep it to one decade. So the years are going to be the 2000s. That's starting in 2000, going through through 2009. Marler, how do you feel about your knowledge of SEC Unanimous All-Americans? No, no, no. That's, I'm going to scrap that question. How do you feel about your life and where your head was at from 2000 to 
<laughs> oh, I just started drinking in like 2007, so there might be some there might be some fuzzy stuff. Um, but you know, you could have cut off the question. How do you feel about your SEC knowledge? It's, I'll say it again. I know more about about SEC history um, than most people in our company. I know more about Bama history than anyone else we're going to have in the podcast group. I know more about Georgia than all the Georgia fans. Let's go! Like I'll just I'll get a big head right now. 34 treat me well. Let's do this. Question number one, Marler. <laughs> During the first decade of the 2000s, Alabama and Florida led the way with seven unanimous All-Americans, more than all other SEC teams combined. Alabama had four, Florida had three. Name all seven. All right, so again, I told you last week not to come at me with, with Bama-Florida stuff first. Uh, so, so what I'm hearing is Bama led the way, of course, with four. Um, this is easy, unanimous, unanimous. Uh, Ingram, um... Rolanda McLean in Andre Smith. Uh, oh, mm, I don't think anyone else in that team. D'Amico Ryan's. Okay, yes, you have all four of the Alabama ones. Do, can you get yeah, let's go. Do the three Florida ones though? Uh, three no, Florida no ones. There. So I want to say Tebow because he's been my default for everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not so this. Percy um, Harvin and Tebow are your Florida answers. Yeah, every single, every single time. yeah. Tebow's like SEC. It's an SEC default. Jabbar Gaffney is definitely one. Um, uh, Brandon Spikes is another one. I think he is he multiple. I know he did. I know he did at least one year. Um, the other one is not Tim Tebow because the year that he I thought he would have done it was 2008, uh, and that's when Bradford was there and he won the Heisman that year. So he couldn't have been unanimous that year. Uh, it's Joe Hayden. Because I remember going into the 2009 SEC Championship and 2008 SEC Championship, they locked up Julio on Joe Hayden, and they talked about it nonstop. Uh, any questions? Make, is that, is that seven me, for seven? Let's go. Next one. Make, Here we go. You make me ill. You make me ill. All right, loser. Oh, Question number two. Y'all got to start bringing in Vanderbilt questions. From uh, I've Marley got Bird. one. I've got one for you. Oh, <laughs> Fight me. Marler. Question yeah. number two. From the year 2000 to 2009, again, focusing on that specific decade, there was only one person from the SEC that was a unanimous All-American twice. Who was it, and what were the years? And I'll even give you a hint, just so you don't go down that road. It wasn't Alabama. Yeah, I know it, it was Alabama. Tebow. I just told you it was It the years wasn't it was. Tebow. It wasn't Tebow. Um, <laughs> ooh. Oh, oh, I don't I don't even want to say because I don't like the school this person came from. <laughs> um, it was a defensive player, and I want to say it's between Glenn Dorsey and Eric Berry, but I feel like just with my week, it's Eric Berry because he did it two years in a row, and they made that stupid effing song about Eric Berry. Eric Berry. It's Eric Berry. <sighs> what year? Do you know the years? Do you remember? Uh, was he there in 2007? 2007, 2008? Ah, 2008-2009. Oh, man. Well, you, you got me on a technicality, you, so there's that. You Good failed. You, you failed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so I thought that it was, was... Was it not 2007? Was he... Who... 2008-2009. Uh, so I, so I, I was I told. I he was uh, there in 2009. <laughs> this is this is a website that I looked at, man. I can't tell you anything more than that. I was, I, I'm not doing this all this from my photographic memory, unlike some people. Yeah, that's fair. Man, Question number three. I didn't realize he was there that late. Okay, go ahead. 
Surprisingly, during this decade, some teams had very few, if any, unanimous All-Americans. If we give Tennessee credit for two, um, uh, with both being Eric Berry, that leaves Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss as teams that only had one unanimous All-American during that entire decade. Name those three players. Ole Miss. Uh, you want me to say Eli Manning. It's Michael Ower. Um, who are the other two? Georgia and who else? LSU. LSU is Glenn Dorsey. Hand, like, you can't, like, because pa- Patrick Peterson was, he was there in 2010. Um, so it's definitely Glenn Dorsey. And then Georgia, oh, geez. Um, la, 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 la. So uh, I shouldn't have said that I know more about Georgia. I'm going to go off the beaten path here and say, uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Thomas Davis. Is that your final answer? Finally. Final answer. Final answer. I don't feel confident. The answer is Drew Butler from 2009. A putter? Drew Butler is a punter. Okay. Podcast host Drew Butler. That's right. Um, okay. That's that's good for him. If it was to be special teams, like even if you would have said special teams, I would have said it's probably a kicker. Like I would have gone with like Billy Bennett. Kicker or a receiver or some something that would uh, would have yeah. said nope. It's it's the punter, dude. Wow. Right. And, and if I'd asked you a, a punter from Georgia that got the most attention, you would have definitely said it was a uh, Rodrigo from last year. But no, it is a well, he wasn't a punter, time. so I wouldn't have said that, Jay. But keep on with these questions. I'm sorry, kicker. I'm sorry, kicker, <laughs> kicker, kicker. Fight me. All right. So this is the lightning round. This is all fans this week. And uh, so number one is from Embry Picker, who uh, uh-huh. figured out that apparently you have a. Uh, figured out his Georgia Bulldogs, and so this week he changed over to Vanderbilt. So since you asked for Vanderbilt questions, oddly enough, here's the first one from Memory Picker. Okay. Question number one, what is the name of the Vanderbilt fight song, and how many Vanderbilt players are in the College Football Hall of Fame? Okay, I know the second part. Um, All right, let's hear it. I have no idea what what their fight song is, like at all, and I don't care. Um, Like, please, please stop. You don't. It's probably. You know what? I'll say it's Culture Club. Do you really want to hurt me? Is that the name of it? Is that? Um, do you really want to anchor down? Uh, I have no idea. Like I have. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I know for a name? fact they have nine total players in the Cultural Hall of Fame because I used to work at the Hall of Fame. You guys need to come with better questions. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. The name of the fight song, by the way, is Dynamite. And I don't know if it's the uh, boom goes the dynamite or if it's just dynamite. It's probably the, the Tao Cruz song. It's just, just like white soccer mom rap. I remember that from Star 94 back in the day. So, yeah, that's good. Good stuff. All right. Emory, <laughs> so he got about half of you right there, man. All right, number two, Mickey Sheremy. Mickey Sheremy, and uh, this is a question. This one could be a long one, but we're going to make it pretty short. Which SEC school has the most QBs drafted since the year 2000 and how many? Oh, man. God, I really want to say Florida, but I don't know if it is Florida because I don't remember if Chris Lee got drafted. Mickey Sheremy said it, so would it be LSU? Um, Jamarcus Russell, Rohan Davey, Matt Mock. Um, didn't that – who's that really – who's the white kid they turned into a receiver up in New England? Um, Danny Etling, you're thinking of. But Danny Etling. We don't, um, we don't classify people by, by race. I was going to say, have you not learned your lesson at this point, dude? I don't know. You know what, honestly, I mean, come on. See, that was, it, I would be upset if it was an actual racial comment. But uh, 
It's, it's okay to say things that are colors, guys. Um, I will say it is... Uh, I'm, so I'm between Georgia and LSU, and I don't feel confident in either. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Georgia. Georgia came in second place with five. LSU came in first place with eight total picks. Eight <laughs> total quarterbacks. Two of them, two of them being the number one overall. Number one pick overall pick, Marcus Russell, Russell in 2006, and then. Yeah, and then uh, Joe Burrow as well. So yeah, so okay. Yep. I, I mean, like I, I don't win that one, but that's pretty pretty damn close to say LSU and Georgia. So there's that. Go on. So Georgia had number David three. Green. They had hold on. They had David Green. They had Matt Stafford, who's also number one pick. Jake Fromm, Aaron Murray. Oh, that was a dumb. That was dumb on my part. Yeah, because Joe Cox, despite that picture I told you guys to look up, he was definitely not getting drafted, and neither was Hudson Mason. That's a good point. I was going to say, right, you, yeah. you sat there and gave me four or five LSU ones off the top of your head, so I figured you were going in that direction. So Yeah, I should have. Also, I think the, fa- I think the fact say... that it was – Go ahead. Go ahead. The, real quick, real quick, Jay. I, I would say that um, it's funny to me the – we need to talk about this some other time. Maybe this could be a debate down south. But Hudson Mason in 2014 actually put up better numbers than Jake Fromm ever did. So you have to ask yourself if you're a Georgia fan, is Hudson Mason a better career quarterback – than Jake Fromm. We'll get to that in other debates down south. I don't. I don't think you have to ask yourself that as a Georgia fan. Number three. That's fair. Andy Goins. Andy Goins. Uh, this one's going to hurt a little bit. When was the last year a Bama kicker made at least eighty percent of his attempts? It was two thousand nine. It was Lee Tiffin. God dang! You did know that one quickly off the top of your head. I thought that was going to be yeah, a, a little hit, bit more tough, man. He hit multiple like actually like important field goals that year. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I remember also, Lee Tiffin being a great kicker, but I just I did not think you were going to get that quickly. That was very nice. His daddy kicking. was a great kicker, Jay. He was not a great yeah. kicker. Never forget, we lost that double Band. overtime to Arkansas 24-23 in 2006, and they ransacked his apartment. Go on, next question. Let's <laughs> go say Van Tiffin, man. All right, Reed Cousins, number four. What team has was the last team to shut out Florida, and when was it? Oh, oh that's tough. Um, shut this, out this is actually Florida. a really good question, and I'll tell you why in just a second. It's a really good question, though. Shut out Florida. Um, oh, can I get a year? Mm, okay, 1988. Oh, that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> 1988. <laughs> who, who is? Oh, I'll say Auburn. It was Auburn, and why is? Boom! Why do you think it's important that that was the last time that they were shut out? Because Spurger came there in 1990, but but in '88, no. that's when Auburn had Tracy Rocker and uh, that other guy who was, I think, actually somehow drafted ahead of Tracy Rocker on the D line. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so I got that one right too. Get off me, guys. So that is an I NCAA get, record: 336 games, 336 games since they've been shut out. It's not the NCAA that's record. That's nuts. So. How many in a row have they won Cody against Black. Georgia Southern? <laughs> More than Tennessee at this point. <laughs> Cody Black, or was it Georgia State? I'm sorry, was it Georgia State? I forget my I forget my my beat up on Georgia teams. Georgia State, Georgia Southern, whichever. It was yeah, either number way. Number five, Cody Black. Who was Alabama's first wide receiver to achieve 1,000 yards in the season, and how many times did he compete this feat in his co- entire college career? DJ Hall, 2007. He only did it once. You are incorrect on an Alabama what? question. You are incorrect on an Alabama question. David Palmer did this in 1993, and it was the only time he did it in his career. 
I dressed up as David Palmer on Halloween in '93. I literally dressed up as David Palmer in 1993 for Halloween, and then I ran into him at Media Days in 2000. My first year working for SDS, my first gig at SDS, I ran into him going on the escalator. Uh, what do you call it? Like in the food court at at the Galleria in Birmingham, and I was like David Palmer. And he was like, yeah, man. I was like, I was dressed up as you at uh, for Halloween. And he was like, again, we're on the escalator going opposite ways. So there was not an, a more uncomfortable way to have initiated conversation. He's just like, okay, goodbye, white guy. It's like, good for you. Anyway. All right, go on to the next one. That's, that's an uncomfortable conversation. All right, number yeah. six, Mike Swick. Mike Swick brings you this one. Um, what future national champion did Bama lose to in 2000 on homecoming weekend, oh, and who was their QB? UCF, Dante Culpepper. It was like 39-38 or something. UCF, Ryan Schneider, 40-38. to 40-38? <laughs> That's pretty good. 40-38, to 38, um, Ryan yeah, Schneider. They also, keep in mind, people talk about how, like, oh, you're a bandwagon Bama fan. No, they also, like, there was, for whatever reason, they won the SEC championship in 99, but still lost to Louisiana Tech that year and lost Louisiana Tech in 97. So you talk about homecoming games for these stupid teams from the Mike Dubose years. Lost to UCF and Louisiana Tech twice. Good God. <laughs> Last one, number seven. This is uh, actually, I, I've actually reached the point where I'm getting duplicate questions. So this came from both Matthew Sedro and Reed Cousins. Number seven, who holds the record for most career passing attempts? in the SEC at 1,514 attempts. Oh, attempts. Um, attempts. Oh, this is upsetting because Reed Cousins is a, is a a Georgia fan and Sedro is an LSU fan. Um, most attempts. It has to be a four-year starter. I really want to go with Aaron Murray, but I don't know if they aired it out that much. Hold on. Give me, like, a couple seconds here. Um, most attempts. Uh Tim Couch was the starter for two years, so it could have been. Who started for all four years and would have thrown that many passes? What's fifteen fourteen divided by four, guys? Hold on, real quick. Let me do this in my head. Eighty-six <laughs> and then four is twenty-two. So that's like, like three seventy-five, three seventy-eight a year. Um, Correct. Uh, that's three seventy-eight and a half. Who would? Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, this, I'm gonna is, say, this is where this is where we need the clock now. At this point, come on. Yeah. Man. Five, four, three, two. Peyton Manning. <laughs> you were on to something when you were on the Tim Couch one. It is a Kentucky starter, the hefty lefty. Lorenzen. God dang it, Chris. Go with your gut. They played like 8,000 overtimes that year. Ugh, okay. <laughs> All right, so I got one more from uh, Mickey Sherman. He gives me these weird questions that I'm not sure are fair to ask you, but I enjoy asking them to you anyway. So this is a bonus question. We're just going to see how you do. Uh, this is this is the way his brain works. So name five Division One schools that the name of the school contains a color. So not the mascot. Wow. So it's not like it's the Crimson Tide, but the literal name of the school contains a color. Okay, one, I want to give a shout-out to Mickey Sherman and his, his amazing wife. They are pregnant and expecting a child, so congratulations to them. I think. But also, uh, on my birthday, we got a wedding gift from them that was just one of the most ironic things we've ever received ever because, obviously, it was for our wedding that was postponed because of coronavirus. So Mickey, being an LSU fan, and his wife, Emily, they sent us bourbon glasses, which is, like, the most appropriate gift for me and also 
from an LSU fan. And we opened them up, and I was like, Allie had got me bourbon for Christmas, whatever, or for my birthday. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's, let's pour a glass. And as I go to pour a glass, I look in the bottom. The name of the effing brand is Rona. So, <laughs> lovely shout out from Mickey. Um, okay, back to the question. The Rona glassware. It was, I was so pissed. Okay, um, all right, brown is definitely one. Bowling green brown. Yep. is definitely yep. one. Um, it's not mascots so or Red Raiders. Green Wave is out. Uh, oh, man. It's D1. D1 schools. D1. Uh, D1. You got two of the five. Man. Um, is there a blue somewhere? Blue Ivy. How many seconds do I have? Give me a countdown. Uh, Ten. Nine. Yellow eight, Jackets. That's not seven. Six. Auburn. Um, Auburn. Was, man, I knew you were going to miss that one. Two. It's a shade of orange. One. That's, that counts. Time's up. It does. I thought you were going to miss it. I thought you. I was going to oh, say, how did no. you miss the one SEC? Oh, no, no. I get, I get five more seconds seen? here because I, I, I thought I was going to have that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The other Red remaining two are Navy and. Oh, come on. And which one? Sienna. <laughs> Oh, I had a friend. We had a we had a baseball player get kicked out of there. Um, man, I didn't know Sienna was a oh, color. I should have known navy because I dress only in navy and black. So there's that. Okay. All right, that was good. That was good stuff, guys. So you got of the of the uh, of the fans, the users questions. You got 35 out of 70, and you got 30 out of 30 on me again. So we're going to say 65. So a failing grade, but much uh, much better than last week's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again. Like if we're if we're asking questions about the Vandy fight song, the the fact that I knew the Hall of Fame number is incredible. The fact that I should have gotten the QB's drafted thing that I should have got some points for that. Knew the exact year about Lee Tiffin. I don't remember the, the Florida thing. Did I get credit for the Florida thing? You credit for the Florida thing? Which one of the Florida? Hang on, let me flip down here. When they got shut out. About. Yeah, uh, I think I gave you credit for that one. And you did. So uh, this is this is what bothers me about this game. Okay. Is is we're giving me a failing grade here, and you asked me a question about who who did Bama lose to and who was the quarterback, and I said Dante Culpepper, and the score was thirty nine to thirty eight, and you're like, ah, it's wrong. It was Riley Scheifschinder, and they lost by one extra point that you didn't have. Whatever. Okay, I killed it again, guys. That's you know, the bottom line. <laughs> Perfection is the name of the game, buddy, and you missed it. That's the important part. That's never the name of my game. That's fine. That's fine. Would, that would that was gotten, good stuff, would guys. Would you gotten credit on Jeopardy? Would they have given you credit on Jeopardy? The answer is no. No, again, I'm the only one that's won a game show here, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now that was a, that was good you. stuff. I see. I enjoyed that. That was the. I I, lo- I like the the format of it when we're doing like a, a topic up top. Um, yep. And then, you know, the other stuff where it's like more well-rounded questions. You guys, you know, I can't believe I missed the Bama one. David Palmer. Yeah, I was going to say, of all the ones to miss the Bama one. And, and you say that you enjoy it, but yet you constantly complain about this. So I'm, well, I'm, I just, wondering. I'm just letting you know that I should get more credit for how dominant I've been in some of these questions. We really focus on the negative. You guys are like the media. I'll just say it. I'll just say it. No, that was we good stuff. Guys. What are you? Oh, goodness. Fake. All right. Fake news. Until next week. Jay, do you want to give us our signature sign-off? Um, boy, let's see. I will go with the SEC means more to me than it does to you. Love you guys. You better take that back.
回。<笑><笑>